Something I wholeheartedly believe is that the best way to grow your brand and your business is the way that's best for you. So one of the best things that you can do for your business is get to know yourself really well so that you can figure out what those best ways are for you. What is it that lights you up? How do you work best? When do you work best? What makes things easier for you? So today I want to share some ways that I've found useful to get to know myself that you can use those results from to help impact how you run your business and how you grow your brand in the way that is best for you. Hello and welcome to Brand Your Passion, the show that helps you turn the thing you love the most into something that people know and love you for. I'm your host, Holly Arnett, the brand coach for creatives, and I'm on a mission to make the world a more creative place, one brand at a time. If you're ready to get more eyes on your work, more dollars in your pocket, and more creativity in your life, you're in the right place. Welcome, let's brand your passion. So the first group of methods are all personality tests or ways to understand your personality and who you are as a person a little bit more. Some of them, some people like them, some people don't. You don't have to do all of them. You can pick and choose ones that you like. You can try some, see if you like them, see if you don't. That's okay. Some people disagree with some of the methods. Some people really love them that's fine. Pick and choose the ways that you like and the ones that resonate with you. But I'm just going to share a bunch with you and you can try them all, check them all out and figure out which ones you like. The first one that most people have probably done before or have maybe tried before is Myers-Briggs. This is a really common personality test. It's also known as the 16 personalities test. Basically, will give you a bunch of questions to answer. You will answer them as best as you can and then it will tell you which personality type that you are which is an acronym of four letters. Those combination of four letters will make up one of 16 different personalities. And those 16 personalities have kind of general characteristics that explain a lot about your personality and help you kind of understand who you are a little bit better. Some people don't like Myers-Briggs because it is kind of vague. Obviously, it's hard to fit everybody into just 16 personalities because there's so much variety in us as humans. But some people really like it because it is easy to relate to. It uh, helps you to understand yourself and the people around you a little bit easier and to understand why people act a certain way or why they feel a certain type of way. So it can be really useful. I really like it because I really resonate with my personality type. I am an INFJ, which means I am introverted, feeling, judging, and perceiving. And when you put that all together, that means that I am the personality type of the advocate. You can look into that if you feel like it, but I really resonate with that personality type. And some of the things that I've read about that personality type, when I read it, I like actually broke down in tears because I was like, oh my gosh, this explains so much about me and my life and who I am and things that have happened to me 
that now I understand that I'm not alone and it's not anything that I've done wrong or that's weird. It's normal and there are other people that have experienced these things too and it's just because of who I am and this type of person that I am because I'm the advocate. I think it can be really useful. Some people think it can be really useful, so it could be really useful for you too. Obviously, take it with a grain of salt. It doesn't determine who you are as a person. It doesn't restrict you in any way, but it can be really useful for helping you to understand different aspects of your personality and sometimes just put different words or explanations or ways of describing things to things that you might not have been able to understand or verbalize before. So, Myers-Briggs is number one and one that I can recommend you giving a go. The second one that I always recommend and I pretty much get everybody that I work with to do is the Clifton Strengths Strengths Finder test. There's an alternative one that I'm going to tell you about in a second and that's a free option but the Clifton Strengths one is the first one that I discovered and this is also one that is sometimes done in corporate settings or group settings where people want to understand the strengths of the people that they are working with but it's also really useful for you as an individual especially if you are running your own business or being an entrepreneur or a small business owner if you are working alone or you are working as a team even if that's a small team it's really useful to understand your own strengths so that you can lean into those strengths you can work on those strengths you can build your business and your uh, brand around those strengths and you can have the permission to let go of the things that are not your strengths. So the Clifton Strengths test again is another test where you'll answer some questions and it will tell you your top five strengths. And these strengths will be in one of four different categories. They will either be in relationship building, influencing, execution or strategy and there are 34 different strengths in total but you will get your top five if you do the uh, most basic test or you can get a complete test that will tell you where you rank all of your 34 strengths and it will tell you which of the four different categories they fit into. I was just doing a coaching call with one of my clients in the Next Level Creative today and she had done this test and she found out that her out of her top five strengths, four of them were in relationship building. She had one in execution and none of them in any of the other categories. And this was so interesting to her because it really confirmed a lot of things that she had already thought about herself. But what we were talking about is that it really gives her permission to lean into that strength in her marketing. So instead of having to worry about trying to be like a content creator and an influencer on social media and all of that stuff that maybe she feels like she should have had to be doing or is kind of the ideal situation what she can do is lean into her strengths as a relationship builder and instead focus on referrals and networking and joint ventures and collaborations and all of those things that can focus more on her strengths as a relationship builder and somebody who's really great at nurturing connections so doing your strengths find a test is really powerful, really useful, and will really help you understand who you are, 
so much more. And what's really great about the Clifton Strengths test in particular is that it gives you a lot of information about each of your strengths and in particular about how all of your top five strengths work together as a unique combination and also gives you tips on how to put those strengths into action. So what that looks like practically in your life, in your business, in your career, it will give you actionable ways of implementing those strengths. So highly recommend doing that. The next personality test that I would recommend is a free alternative to the Clifton Strengths test. And I've actually heard from some people who didn't like the Clifton Strengths test that they preferred this test anyway. So definitely worth trying both if you didn't like Clifton Strengths or you want to just give them both a go. Or if you don't want to pay for Clifton Strengths, just try this one. This is called High Five and it's the same idea same situation it will give you your top five strengths I won't go into too much detail because it's the exact same idea I think that they are done in a slightly different way instead of them being broken down into strategic relationship building influencing and executing they are broken down into doing feeling motivating and thinking it's just slightly different way of structuring them but essentially the exact same idea so a very good alternative if you are looking for a second strengths test to give a go the next personality test is another one that you might have heard of and that is the enneagram now the enneagram is one that I find a little bit more complicated (laughs) and I still feel like I haven't quite understood it but some people do love this and the people who do love it are hardcore fans of it so definitely one to check out if you are interested in this kind of personality testing and understanding who you are and how you work and um, what influences you and impacts you and all of that sort of stuff. Basically the Enneagram is a circular framework and your personality will fit into segments on this circular framework and how your personality is mapped onto this framework will impact and make sense of who you are and how you work. So people will say, oh, I'm an Enneagram 3 and I have a wing 6 or something. That will mean that they are mapped onto the third part of this framework and part of their personality also has a section in the 6 part as well. So again, it's just another way of looking at your personality and breaking down and understanding how the different elements of who you are make sense and impact each other and how they all come together and explain how you work and what impacts each other. So I would recommend doing the Enneagram also. The next personality test that I want to talk about is the DISC assessment. This is another one that I think is quite common in corporate business situations and environments. And this is one that looks like a DISC and it's split into four segments and will tell you how you perform in each of those four segments. Each of the segments are 
D-I-S-N-C, spelling out DISC. So that's Drive, Influence, Support and Clarity. Drive is all about how you take charge and make key decisions. Influence is all about engaging others to work together. Support is all about asking others to achieve group goals. And clarity is all about working independently to produce correct results. Basically, you will do this personality test and it will give you a score on each of those parts of the disc and you will get a analysis of your personality type. And there are also subtypes for each of the different categories that one is a little bit more applicable I would say if you do have a team or you're still working if you have a part-time job that can be really useful too but I think it's still really helpful even if you're working alone or if you're self-employed because you know you're all getting work done contributing to your business there are still going to be useful things to learn from that too so worth giving a go it's a free assessment too so you've got nothing to lose really (laughs) you never know what you're going to learn so you might as well the next one is just understanding where you fit on the whole introvert extrovert ambivert spectrum this 100% is a spectrum you don't necessarily have to be like a full introvert a full extrovert or directly in the middle it is a spectrum you can sit anywhere in that you can also flex in between that at different times different periods in your life and also I think it's really important to remember or to know that Being introverted or extroverted isn't about how much you enjoy being around people. It's about how you recover your energy. So don't think about, you know, do I like being around people? Do I not like being around people? Because that's what sometimes people think of when they think of introverts. I am a huge introvert. I'm possibly the biggest introvert you could ever know. But I love people. I love talking to people. I love being around people. I love bringing people together. My favorite times are having dinner parties, having a huge group of people over to my house to have a barbecue or eat food or play board games or all of that kind of thing or running a group coaching session or planning session or something like that with a bunch of creatives. Those are my favorite things ever. But after those things, I need to be alone (laughs) and I need to recharge as an introvert. That's how I get my energy back. If you were an extrovert, you would probably recharge your batteries with other people. That's how you would refill your batteries is by being with other people, being around others, spending a lot of time with other people. But understanding that is really useful. One of the fundamental things you need to know as a human being, um, but also as a creative business owner, it's really useful to know because if you are working hard, if you are launching things, if you are going to events, if you are tabling at markets, any of these things that are draining your energy, that are using up your time and your effort, you need to know how you're going to get that energy back and how's the best way to do that. Otherwise, you're going to, you know, burn out and we don't want that. So you need to understand how to best get your energy back and knowing how to do that, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert or an ambivert or whatever, is a huge part of that. Doing some kind of test or just learning that about yourself, doing some research about introversion, extroversion, ambiversion will help with that for sure. 
The last personality kind of test, it's more like a system, is human design. This is based off of your astrology, off of your birth chart, and this will tell you whether you are a generator, a manifesting generator, a manifester, a projector, or a reflector. This is just another way of telling you and helping you to understand who you are as a person and your personality. I am a manifester, which is all about being a visionary, coming up with ideas, manifesting things into the world, coming up with ideas, making things happen, all of that sort of thing. There are a lot of people on Instagram and stuff like that who teach a lot of things about human design, so have a look into that. There are a lot of tests out there that will help you plug in your birth date and time and all of that stuff to figure out your chart or you can work with someone to help you figure that out so have a look online I will leave some links below as well so you can do that and figure that out and you can figure out whether you are a generator a manifesting generator a manifester a projector or a reflector and learn about each of those and which one you are Okay, for the next group of ways to learn a little bit more about yourself, I want to talk a little bit more about journaling. There are lots of different ways that you can do journaling, but there are three or four different ways that I would recommend doing journaling or different ways that you can try doing journaling. The first way that you can do journaling is a pretty straightforward way of doing journaling and that's just documenting your day and taking note of what's happened in your day, the good things that happened, the bad things that happened, the lessons that you've learned, just looking back on your memories so that you can see what happened, you can remember what happened all of that stuff. It's a really useful way to see what you're spending your time on and what things stand out to you, what you are focusing on, what goals you're hitting, all of that sort of stuff. So number one is just documenting what you're doing. (laughs) The second method for journaling is morning pages. If you have ever read The Artist's Way, this is by Julia Cameron and i highly recommend it anyway as artists and creatives it's a larger challenge and method but within the artist's way is this process called morning pages where you write three pages of anything that comes to mind she recommends doing it in the morning first thing but you can do it anytime during your day and you could start with three sentences three paragraphs and then work your way up to three pages but actually once you get into it three pages can come pretty easily (laughs) and this is really really useful I have found it so helpful just to get out of my head everything that is going on and process and see what is going on in my head because sometimes it's so hard to understand and see and figure out what's going on up there (laughs) and the jumble and the chaos of all the things that are happening in my brain but if you can get it out onto paper it actually is so helpful and it slows your brain down the actual physical process of writing down slows your brain down so that's really helpful in a practical sense but it also helps you understand what's going on and that helps you to get to know yourself a lot too it helps you figure out what you're thinking what you're feeling what's on your mind what's 
stressing you out, what's maybe making you anxious, what good things you're thinking about, hopefully, (laughs) what's on your mind first thing in the morning, what are all these things that are going on in your brain. These are really, really great things. And so morning pages are a great thing to try and do if you can. I'm not great at sticking to the habit, but (laughs) I'm working on it. And it's something that I really value when I do do it and I see the benefit of it. So it's something I try and do as much as I can. The third method of journaling is gratitude. And we've all probably heard about this many, many, many times. But again, it's something that is so useful. And There are so many studies out there about the benefits of gratitude and how it will impact your life and your mental health and all of those things. But it will also help you to understand yourself, what you really value, what's important to you, what you want to pay attention to and what matters. So spending some time either in the morning or at the end of the day to think about what you're grateful for and what matters to you and what you're happy about and what you're thankful for um, will really help you to understand those things. I recommend trying to do some gratitude journaling as often as you can. And then the last method of journaling that I can recommend is just following some prompts. There are so many prompts out there. Um, Again, I will try and leave some links down below, but you can also just Google, look on Pinterest. If you search on Instagram, there will be thousands of journaling prompts out there. If you are looking for any topic, anything you want to know, anything you want to work through, there will be journal prompts out there for free that you can find. But it can be really useful to just focus on a question and then journal on that question. So say you want to figure out like, where do I want my life to be in five years? Then you could journal on the answer to that question or what's the most important to me right now or questions like that. There are so, so many things that you can journal on. I'm just flipping through my journal right now and some things that I have journaled on are what's my intention for this week? What do I want to achieve in the next two months? What am I celebrating for this year? things I'm proud of, what am I letting go of about a certain thing, what do I want to get out of a certain session that I had with my coach, what do I feel like promoting this week, these are some prompts I think I got from someone else, things like how do I really feel in the present moment, what do I wish I had more of right now, what do I need today, what's on my mind right now, what are 50 things I'm grateful for in my business from the past, present and or future, So many prompts you can find, so many prompts you can keep going and work through to understand a little bit more about yourself, about what's important to you, about what's going on in your mind that will help you understand yourself more and more each time. So the more you journal, the more you'll understand, the more you'll get to know yourself, the more you will learn and the more you can evolve and grow and change your business and develop your brand and Make things work in a way that works for you. The next thing that I would recommend is tracking your time. Now, I mentioned things earlier about documenting what you're doing and paying attention to whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, things like that, that are kind of tied into this. But tracking your time is such a useful tool for learning about 
how you do things and what works for you and what doesn't but you have to do this in a quite structured way and really pay attention what you want to do is pick a period of time for how long you are going to track your time so say a week or two weeks or a month or something don't just do it for a day because it's not really long enough but do it for at least a week maybe two weeks maybe a month and track your time, specifically your work time, but you could also track your spare time as well to see what you're doing there, but specifically your work time and figure out what you're spending your time on and how long it's taking you and how that makes you feel and figure out what is working. Where am I spending my time too much time? (laughs) Where would I want to be spending more time? What's working for me? What's not working? Is this what I want to be spending my time on. Does this make me feel good? Do I wish I could be spending less time on this stuff? Do I wish I could be working three days instead of seven days? (laughs) If you find out that you're working all days of the week or whatever, but tracking your time is so useful. It would teach you a lot about what's going on and how you work. You also will figure out things like whether you are more productive in the mornings, in the afternoons, in the evenings, if you're getting more work done towards the beginning of the week or the end of the week, if you end up working heaps in the weekends or the evenings, you'll figure out all of this stuff and figure out what works for you. The thing that I always find with people who especially quit their nine to five and then go working for themselves is that we quit this nine to five with the goal to work on our own terms and stick it to the man and all of this stuff and then end up working a nine to five or worse (laughs) and forget the fact that actually the point of working our own job and being self-employed is that we have the freedom to build a business that works for us and work whenever we want to and whenever is the most appropriate and the most efficient for who we are and especially if you are someone who is neurodivergent or disabled or chronically ill or you have family or children or whatever is going on in your life you need to be able to make things work for you and your circumstances and your situations, right? So it's really useful to be able to look at your week, look at your month and figure out like, okay, why am I running this business and doing this like I'm still working for the man (laughs) or I'm worse, I'm working like 80 hours or 100 hours a week or whatever when I could be doing this much more efficiently much better for me and my circumstances in my situation or maybe you're not maybe things are going great you could just make some tweaks and it could be even better who knows but tracking your time and taking a look at it is a really great way to learn more about yourself and your business and make sure things are working for you. Tied into this, the next way to learn a little bit more about you and how you can build a brand and business that will work for you is to picture your perfect day and your perfect week. Imagine that you are waking up on a Monday morning and it is your ideal perfect day. What would that look like? How would you start your day? What would you be doing? What would you be working on? What would be on your to-do list? Who would you be working with? What would you be creating? When would you finish work? Where would you be working? What would you eat for lunch? (laughs) Um, 
And then think about your week as a whole. Would you be doing the same thing every day? Would you be working at the same place every day? Um, Would you be in the same city every day? Or would you be traveling? What is going on in your ideal day, your ideal week? Think about what your perfect ones would look like. And then the goal, the dream is to make that happen, right? That again is why we build these businesses is because we want to make our dreams come true. (laughs) And that's why I'm here is because I want to help you make your dreams come true. And I believe that it's possible and I want to do everything I can to make it possible and to make it happen and to help you figure out a strategy that's going to help it make it happen. So picture your perfect day, your perfect week and understand what that looks like and what that could be in real life, then you can start making plans for how to make that happen. The next strategy that I would use to understand yourself a little bit more and figure out how you can build a brand and a business to honor that is to keep a running list of things that drain you and things that pick you up. I have a running list of these things, including also a list of small things that bring me joy as well. So this is something that is just useful to do as you're going along. So if you're going about your day to day and you're doing something and you're like, I hate this. (laughs) This is draining me. I'm really struggling. This is really difficult and I really don't want to be doing this. And I'm finding this really hard. Put this in your draining me column. (laughs) But if you find that you are doing something and you are flying along, you're in a flow state, your music is grooving, you're having a great time, you're losing track of time because you're just like in the zone and it's awesome and you wish you could do this all the time put that in the pick me up love this do more of this column and this is just so useful to know because this is painting a picture of like okay this is the work that we don't want to do more of and this is the work that we do want to do more of this is how you are going to build your business going forward and grow your business going forward because this is how you'll figure out what to delegate and what to continue doing. This is how you're going to figure out what projects to take on and what to say no to, what clients to agree to and what to decline, what collaborations to say yes to and what to graciously thank them and say no to. This is how you are going to build a business that you love is by understanding what you love and what you don't love, right? So you have to figure out and create a list of things that drain you and things that pick you up. You can also create a list of small things that bring you joy. If you need a little boost along the way, you can think of those small little things that bring you joy. So if it's a cup of tea in the afternoon, a call from a friend or, you know, all those little things that will just help bring you joy that you can count on when you need them, then that's super helpful. So that if you're struggling, if you're having a little bit of a lull, you can look at the list of things that bring you joy and you can go, okay. Let me pick from this little pick and mix options (laughs) Um, and let me find something that will bring me joy and I'm going to go like have a five minute dance party and then get back to it and I know I'm going to feel great. And then on the opposite side of that, I would also create a stop doing list. There are things also that you are possibly doing now that you do not need to be doing. Things that either are wasting your time, that you hate doing, that are really a struggle for you, that don't need to be doing, that are 
things that you feel like you should be doing, but you don't actually need to be doing. So when you are auditing your time or thinking about or creating this list of the things that drain you, if any of those things come up and you think, actually, I don't need to do this, then just put it on the stop doing list and stop doing it. (laughs) Sometimes it's not as cut and dry as that. You might need to either just phase it out or hire a VA to help you do it or figure out a way to stop doing it. But some things you can just stop doing. Maybe it's just stop posting on Twitter. (laughs) Stop worrying about creating Instagram reels or I don't know. Stop creating custom proposals. Whatever it is that you're doing that's draining you and taking too much time and just wasting all your time and energy and resources that you could be focusing on things that bring you joy, get you in a flow state, make you money, you know, lean into your strengths. Those are the things you should be doing, not the things that are wasting your time, making you grumpy, (laughs) wasting your money, any of those things. So feel free to create a stop doing list. (laughs) And then the last tip that I want to share with you is a little vague, (laughs) less practical than some of these other things, but it is just a useful thing to do. It's just to take notice. There are things that you will just notice over time that are useful things that are good to note down or just be aware of and to remember. There are things that I have noticed that I'm like, okay, I need to remember that and keep note of that and take that on board and make changes in my business and my life because of that. Number one, I've noticed if I don't schedule social media posts, they just don't get done. I am not a spur of the moment social media person. Really, it just isn't how I work at the moment. So that's something I've learned about myself and that's cool. I just need to learn that remember that, build that into how my business works and operates and make sure that I'm planning and scheduling content. I've also learned that rushed uh, mornings really don't work for me. That makes me really stressed and I feel really, I feel rushed and I feel sleepy and not eased into the day and into the morning enough. So a slow morning is really what works for me so I need to make sure that that's built into my day as much as possible there's things like that that you just learn over time and that you just need to take notice there's no set way of doing them but you just need to yeah take notice and figure out over time that will help you that you can build processes and systems around that you can help facilitate building a business that works for you. So that was 15 ways that you can really get to know yourself better so that you can understand who you are, understand how you work, understand what makes you unique and what makes you tick, what makes you like work really well, what makes you not work well, what things make you successful, productive, what things don't make you successful and productive or whatever, so that you can build a brand and a business that really work for you specifically. And this whole episode, I hope, gives you permission that you can build a business that works for you and everybody's business can and should look 
completely different because every person is different. How I run my business and how I have things set up and the processes and everything is going to be different to yours because we're different people, right? Like I said, I suck at spur of the moment posting. That might be way better for you because you are not good at scheduling. That's fine. (laughs) But we can both make it work if we understand that and we both have systems in place that work for both of us, right? So I hope this was helpful. Let me know which of these strategies you're going to use to figure out and get to know yourself better. And I can't wait to see how you put it into action. Look forward to seeing you in the next episode and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Brand Your Passion and choosing to spend time with me learning all about branding, business, and all things creativity. You can find more episodes just like this one at makerandmoxie.com forward slash podcast. If you like this one, you can tap that subscribe or follow button so that you're notified about each and every new episode. And if you've got a spare second, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast because I would absolutely 100% love to hear from you. If there were some helpful goodies in this episode for you, it would mean the world to me as well if you could screenshot that podcast player right now, hop on over to Instagram or Twitter and tag us at Maker and Moxie. By subscribing, reviewing and sharing, you're helping reach more creators just like you so that together we can make the world a more creative place, one brand at a time. We can't achieve this mission without you, so your support means the absolute world. I will talk to you in the next episode, but until then, keep creating.